Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm your host, Nick Eber. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Nick Eber. Are you surprised? Shouldn't be. We've got a great show today, this January the 28th, 2020. I want to wish everybody a happy national, inter well, not national, international. It is a happy international Lego day today. You get to build your Lego favorites. Why don't you build a Lego team of your favorite team that won you the most money in whatever sport you bet on? And if it's dart, how do you build a Lego dart? I don't know. I'm sure there's someone figured it out. All right, you can find us at picksandparlays.net. We've got a big show today. Coming up, we're going to talk some NBA Tuesday with Craig El Huapo Trap. Knicks at Hornets, Warriors at Sixers, Nuggets at the Grizzles. Then College Basketball Tuesday with Higgy Smalls. Higgy Pop. You can take your choice, whichever musical genre you prefer with the Grammys now freshly behind us. Sean Higgs will be joining me. We're going to talk uh, some college basketball, Villanova, St. John's, Pittsburgh at Duke, Purdue at Rutgers, and finally, FSU at UVA. Then Tony T, LT Gray, will join me for some more NBA action and a little college thrown in. Pelicans at Cavs, Suns at Mavs, Wizards at Bucks, Butler at Georgetown. That's what we're talking about today. Hope you will stay with us. We've got lots of free picks. And if you go to our site at picksandparlays.net, we've got even more free picks for you. And our expert picks are waiting for you. Just fill up your shopping cart with all our picky goodness. Put in promo code COLD and get 15% off. All right, I'm going to gather my thoughts and I'll be right back to kick it all off here at Picks and Parlays. Welcome back to the show, Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Twitter me. At Nick Eber. Make it easy for you. Anyway, welcome back. We're going to talk some NBA. Let's bring on to the set our resident expert and all-around good guy, Craig El Huapo Trap. Craig, how are you doing? Excited to be back in Vegas. Of course, Super Bowl week. It's time to build the bankroll for a huge weekend ahead. Uh, not only the Super Bowl on Sunday, of course, college basketball. One of the bigger days of college basketball is on Saturday because most of them avoid the Super Bowl Sunday. Well, I'll actually be watching the Premier League all weekend, Craig. Uh, you know, so you can have your bowl and some super in it, too. Jump, might want to just jump on American football this week. Just for this one game. How can I? Game. Come on. <laughs> we do have Liverpool-West Ham, though, in the midweek. But let, enough about me, Craig. All well, right. there's actually, let's be honest. There's never enough about me. <laughs> right. But enough about me. Let's get to the NBA. Let's start. Nuggets at Grizzlies. The Nuggets, 23-14, and 21-22-3 against the spread. They're seven and three in the last ten. They're on a two-game win streak. Uh, now oh, on the road, they're fourteen and eight straight up. Eleven, ten, and one against the spread. Their total games, the total has gone under in seven of the last ten for the Nuge. 
And for the Grizzlies, they're 8-2 and two on a two-game win streak as well. They're coming off a win over the Suns. Uh, Crowder is a question mark for this, I understand. Uh, they're 13-13 and 13, uh, straight up, 14-12 and 12 against the spread at home. And the Grizzles are one point home favorites, which is interesting, actually. Uh, total of 226. It's a little tight. I mean, the Nuggets... Not a bad team, you know. They're road they're fourteen and eight straight up on the road. I'm surprised it's so tight. Well, banged up Nuggets team. That's the been the key why this Nuggets team has been underdog or not as big a favorite as they were early in the season. Like you said, thirty-two and fourteen. They're one of the better teams in the Western Conference, which of course is the better of the two conferences. But this Memphis Grizzlies team, when healthy, remember Morant missed uh, their their star rookie missed uh, an extended stretch there, uh, maybe about five six games, and they were really bad in that stretch. But they've been good for better. Seven and three against the spread in the last ten. The Nuggets, even as banged up they are, they've been good. Six and four against the spread as well. I just think here you got to take Denver. Denver has been playing better as of late, even with a limited rotation. They do have a deep bench. Thank goodness they have that deep bench because of all these injuries. So I think you got to take Denver here. You get the one point money line, whichever one you want to do here. I think Denver wins outright. But I think it's going to be a high-scoring game as well, so I also think the over at 226 would be a pretty high play because this Memphis team loves to go, go, go and push the ball. All right. I'll take it. I think that's a little tight still, but, you know, what do I know? Premier League football. That's right. All right. Uh, next up, New York Knicks. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets, the Knickerbockers, 13-34, and 25-22 and 22 against the spread. They're 3-7, coming off a 110-97 uh, win over the Nets, the big uh, New York-New Jersey battle. A battle of obnoxious people, New York-New Jersey, right? Well, and also, that was a big, uh, of course, that was the day of uh, Kobe passing, so it was a lot of emotion in the Garden, and uh, of course, yeah. Kobe put up some of his best performances in the Garden, so, uh, you know, I don't know what how much you can put into that game because so much emotion there. All right, well, the Knicks are 5-0 and against the spread in the last five, and the Hornets, they're 2-8. and They lost 10. They've lost the last eight in a row, most recently losing to the Bucks, but that's not a surprise. Pretty much everyone except four teams have lost to the Bucks, I believe. Uh, they're 7-15 straight up, 10-11-1 against the spread at home, gone under in five of the last six. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, as crappy as the Hornets are, People must think the Knicks are even crappier because they are actually home favorites, one and a half points, total of 209. Uh, Craig, uh, this shouldn't be a humdinger of a game. No, two of the worst teams in the league. Uh, you know, of course, the other worst team, as far as record wise, is, is playing tonight, too, the Golden State Warriors. We'll be talking about them next. But this Knicks team at least has been a little glimmer of hope as of late. Uh, their star rookie, Barrett, of course, is, uh, sounds like he'll be out again. Uh, but, you know, they've just looked a little better as of late. I just think uh, some of these guys might be on the trade block before the trade deadline. Charlotte, not a good team. Not a good team at all. 7-15 and 15 at home straight yeah. up. That's pretty bad. That's as bad as you get. Um, you know, as much as I've liked Michael Jordan as a player back in the day, as an owner and executive, he has been not so good. This right. Hornets team's kind of headed in the wrong direction. Uh, when they lost Kemba Walker in the offseason, that was hard to replace. And I just think you have to bet against Hornets here. When you when you say in a home favorite of one and a half points, you get two or three points just being the home. 
You know, so yeah. you're basically saying the Knicks are on a neutral floor would be a better team. So that's and, how you know, bad the, the Hornets are. So bad they make bad look good. That's how bad this team is. They really are. I they think are if, terrible. If, if MJ came out and played today, he'd be the best player on the floor. I think my son's elementary school basketball team it's, it's bad. could beat them. Although they did just have a game this weekend, and for the third game in a row, they mercy ruled the other team out. I've never even heard of mercy rule. So when you get up by 30 points, they uh, they stop scoring. We got to go. Wow. Is that what you're telling me? No. Wow. Looking at our producer, Andrew. What's this? He's doing something with this. I, I'm not sure what, 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 what that is. Oh, oh, okay. I, I, thought, I, he I, was, I thought he was I driving. I thought he was chopsticking. I, we I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, one, more, one more game to go. Uh, Warriors at sixes. Golden State Warriors, 10 and 37. Oh, you know what? Is that worse than the Hornets? Maybe. It is. But we, but we know it why is. the Warriors are so bad. They're 22, 24, and 1 against the spread. They're 1 in 9. One of nine in the last ten. They're on a three-game mm. losing streak. They did lose to the Pacers. Obviously, look, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevon Leone being out is the key issue, obviously, with this club. Uh, three and 20 straight up <laughs> on the road. <laughs> 12 against the spread. Total's gone over in four of the last five. And the Sixers, not a bad team. Actually, they've gone a little off the, um, off the boil a little bit. But uh, they still are seven and three in the last ten. They're 30 and 17 total. Uh, 21, 25, and 1 against the spread. Uh, they just beat the Lakers 108, 91. They're 21 and 2 straight up, 13, 10 against the spread at home. Joel Embiid is likely to play. Unders, they've gone under in four of the last five. Take it away, Calgon. Well, I don't think Embiid will play this game. I mean, why would you? If if, if he does play, I think it's going to be limited he's minutes. He's following me right here. Yeah, he's saying he's playing. Uh, hold on. Yes. Yeah? yes. Yeah? Yes, you're playing? You're, no. you're playing. He, no. he says he's going to play. Oh, okay. I just don't see, I mean, you don't need him to beat uh, a struggling Golden State team. Like you said, 3-20. and 20. We're going to probably get double digits here uh, with the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors have been good against the spread, though. 11-12 uh, against the spread. So when a team is 3-20 and 20 straight up and 11-12 and 12 against the spread, that means they've been getting a lot of points. And I expect another big spread here. I think Golden State covers this one. I just, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Sixers team. They play in spurts. They don't play consistently on defense. Yeah. They don't always... Uh, Give it all on, as far as uh, boxing out to, to help uh, in big and, and get some rebounds so they can get out on the break. I just think, you know, they're playing just to win this game, not to cover. Let's take the big number here with the Golden State Warriors. But I wouldn't go crazy in this one just because, like you said, Golden State's 20% of their starting lineup uh, is going to be playing this game. All right. If the Bucks played in the West, what would, their, uh, what would their record be? Probably still be a, a real close to the same just because in the West it's uh, – you know, I just think Golden they would. State Warriors. <laughs> no, no. I think the Bucks. I still think the Bucks are the third best team in the league. I oh, think. you really? Because I mean, their record would say they're the best team in the league. Well, I mean, I still think the Clippers. In my opinion, the Clippers, Lakers, and the Bucks in that you order. You think the Clippers are baked better than the Lakers? Yeah, because they're just deeper. Now, if the Lakers get some help in the trade deadline, uh, they get some help on the bench. The, the Lakers' issue is their bench. Their bench. They basically have no bench. And eventually, you know, you have a guy like LeBron with all the age on on the wear on the tires. He's going to miss some games. Anthony Davis has missed some games already this year, historically. Not the healthiest guy. I think the Clippers are a little better. I think the Clippers need some help in their front line as well. But I think the Clippers, Lakers, Bucks. that's how I have my power rankings it's right now. It's pretty much because you're a, you're a hater, Craig. No, I just... No, no, you're a hater. You're I, hating I, on the GOAT. Well, I hate LeBron. No, you're hating on the GOAT. But, I mean, that's what's going on here. But I've made a lot of money on LeBron in my days. So why do you hate the man? You should love him. You should kiss him. You should want to hug him. Well, I've made a lot of money. Sometimes I bet. For him. Sometimes well, it doesn't matter. Him. He's still he is a source of much wealth for you. I think I don't. Let's just say 
Kobe's, uh, of course, passing, the greatest Laker of all time. You're never going to put LeBron in that, even if he gets him a championship this year. He hasn't been that long enough. He hasn't been that long He's enough. not beloved because he just keeps moving around. Yeah, he has not. I mean, he's not like Kobe. He's not going to do his entire career right. or, or, one, or one team. He's already I mean, played for, you know, he played for the Cavs twice, yeah. the Heat, now the Lakers four. In what, 16 years, Kobe played all 20 years for the Lakers. That's what you call a, guy, a man that has little morals. And guess what? Oh, oh, I'm smelling the resentment. Yeah, Is yeah. that the Ohio boy in you talking? Hey, it's called Mistake on the Lake for a reason, Cleveland. And I'm from Cincinnati. Isn't it all and, the same? Uh, a little hatred there. I'm from England. Isn't that all the same? Ohio? <laughs> I mean, really. No. It's just, it's, just, it's out uh, there, right? I, you know, Cincinnati, I don't really consider part of Ohio. It's Cincinnati, Cincinnati, as far as I'm concerned. All right. We got to go? We got to go. Be right back with more. Sean Higgs coming up next. Picks and parlays. Welcome back to the show, Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Eber. You can find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. We had a great segment, did some NBA in the last segment. Now let's move on to the college game. Let's bring in my good friend, expert handicapper, Tony El Tigre. Oh, wait, no, not Tony El Tigre. Wait a minute. Joe Duffy. Wait, that's I, not Joe. That's sure. I, that's not. I, wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I, this is crazy. I was going to have Sean Higgs, and I was going to have Tigre, and, and now I've got not even Joe Duffy. I, I, I know Sean Duffy. I got Joe Duffy. What's going on? I, I have to admit, I was confused as bleep. I can't even say it. You know, I don't want to get in trouble with the FCC, but you confused the living daylights out of me. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought I was supposed to be on the second segment. And, I love this. Uh, I it's... looked in the mirror. I'm not Sean Higgs. I don't think I'm Sean Duffy. No. I well, I, what is your brother doing, by the way? I'm not even, I don't even know what I'm doing because you just confused the, the daylights well, out. I think my you know, brother, he's drinking some beer. Today, it's pick a handicapper day. So we're just going around a, like a, a wheel of fortune wheel and spinning and whichever handicapper comes up. All right, Joe, I guess it's you. So it's not like I'm disappointed or anything. By the way, what's the most fav famous thing to come from Ohio? Um, I would say Interstate 75. It's not Chrissy Hine from The Pretenders? Oh, the most famous, yeah. No, I, I thought that was a joke. See, here in Georgia, we say the best thing never come out of, Al out of Alabama is I-20. So I thought you were setting me up for a joke like I that. I thought Alabama had the, well, there was teeth, wasn't it? There's the fewest teeth per capita in the nation? Yes. I don't know. Yes, I'm gonna, but, you know, I'm my, my, my piss off enough of our listeners and viewers here by the end of this show that there'll be hate mail coming. By the way, if you want to send me hate mail, Twitter me. At Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Joe Duffy, you ready to talk some college ball, man? Yeah, I'm interested to see what games I'm talking about because, you know, my, my identity has changed a few times in the right. past, like, 10 minutes. Let's start, shall we? Uh, at the London Stadium, West Ham will host Liverpool. Oh, wait a minute. No. Okay. Butler at Georgetown? No? Okay, let's do no, this no. one. Purdue at Rutgers. Big Ten. You ready? Yes. All I, right, so this one... The Boilermakers, 11 and 9. They're on a 5 and 5. Out uh, of the last 10, they beat Wisconsin the last game. 1 and 5 straight up, 1 and 5 against the spread on the road. 4 and 5 in conference. And the Scarlet Knigets of Rutgers. You watch Monty Python, by the way. Uh, those Knights who say knee. 15 and 5. 13, 5 and 1 against the spread. 8 and 2 beat Nebraska last game, 75 72. They're 14 and 0 straight up. 
and 9-3-1 against the spread at home, 6-3 uh, in conference. So I wonder who they've been playing at home to get 14-0 when they're 6-3 in conference. It's not great. Uh, total's gone under in seven of the last nine. But the Scarlet Knights who say knee are minus three and a half point favorites. Total 124. Take it away. Yeah, it is hard to believe, but Rutgers is actually a very good team. They're in the top 25 for the first time since 1979. They entered it last week. Remember, though, one of the things I say, and it really applies more so in college sports than any other sport, it's a lot easier to be the uh, hunter than the hunt it. Now, all of a sudden, Rutgers, for the first time in a long time, they have the burden of high expectations. But then, conversely, they're going to have a big home court advantage, which is something they haven't seen in a while because, you know, they're going to have a, a nice – a big, raucous crowd. The crowd's starting to get behind them. Number six defense in the country based on efficiency. Purdue, the number 51st offense. Purdue, though, also uh, matches up well. Both of these teams match up well on defense. Purdue, 11th on defense. Rutgers, so-so, 72nd on offense. Um, still, the computer projections that I have, I have three good ones that are like, they have Rutgers winning in all three cases, 58-55, 61-59, and 63-58 with most of them leaning towards the under, plus the fact that both of these teams match up so well defensively, match up better defensively than offensively. I don't like betting low totals under, but it's not that obnoxiously low. I will take the under. All right, under it is. Okay, let's move along, shall we? And that was the Rutgers, not the Rikers Scarlet Knights. That's a different sort of thing. Okay, FSU at UVA in the ACC, the Seminoles 17-2. and two. 9-10 and 10 against the spread. They're 10-0 and 0 on a 10-game winning streak. 4-2 straight up, 3-3 three, three against the spread on the road. 7-1 in conference, which is pretty good. Uh, Patrick Williams out. They've gone over in the four of the last five total-wise. And the UVA Cavaliers, 13-6, and six, another good record. 6-13 and 13 against the spread. 6-4, uh, they beat Wake Forest. 6-4 in the last 10, they beat Wake Forest the last outing. 8-3 straight up. 3-8 against the spread at home. Cody Statman's out. And uh, they are actually home favorites. Minus one. One-point home favorites. Total 115 uh, against the Seminoles on a 10-game winning streak. You like that? Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting here. Obviously, Virginia team that's been uh, the number one seed and then became the first number one seed to lose in the first round. Then they won the national championship as a number one seed. They are very much on the bubble, and they need a signature win, and this is their chance to get a signature win. They could be on the outside uh, looking in. This was a little bit of a surprise to me because, like I said, normally um, it's just the opposite of this. So many of my systems are counterintuitive where I say use the odds makers' knowledge against them, but underdogs rank seventh or higher uh, that teams that are underdogs to unranked teams are actually a good play. Uh, 157, 110, and 4. That would favor Florida State. Amazingly, even better. 21 and 5 the last uh, two years. Uh, the, the first meeting was pretty sloppy. Both teams turned the ball over a lot. But again, not all that surprising when you see that both of these teams do match up better defensively. Virginia is fourth in defensive efficiency. Florida State 31st on offense. But, um, you know, Virginia is 37th in defensive efficiency. Um, yeah, the Virginia's 37th in defense, or Florida State's 37th in defensive efficiency. Uh, West or Virginia's terrible on offense at 236. Slow pace, but the total's a little bit too low for me. It's going to be low scoring. I'm going to have to go with that system. Uh, Florida State, as, as I said, highly ranked underdogs do well uh, when they're against an unranked team. 
Hey, Joe, your computer monitor behind you, buddy. You left your U-Porn window open. You need to close. Ah, ah, you looked. <laughs> you looked. Yeah, I, I got you. <laughs> now, well, Sean would have never thought. Sean Duffy never would have felt for that. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> Next up, Pittsburgh at Duke. The Panthers, 13-7, and 10-10 and 10 against the spread. They're 6-4. and four. They lost, uh, lost the last outing. Actually, you know what? Forget that. Let's go in the Big East here. Let's do the Villanova at St. John's, shall we? Uh, the Wildcats, 16-3, uh, 9-9-1 against the spread. They're 9-1 on a six-game winner. 3-2 straight up, 2-3 against the spread on the road. 6-1 in conference. Jermaine Samuels won't play. Uh, total's gone under in seven of the last nine. And the Red Storm of St. John's, 13-8, uh, 13-6-2 against the spread. They're 4-6. They beat DePaul 79-66 the last outing. 10-3 straight up, 9-3-1 against the spread at home. They've gone under an eight of the last 10. And Villanova, two-point road favorites, total 143. Go, you're on. Yeah, and by the way, it's National Data Privacy Day, so that, that joke was well-timed. Um, I hear Jermaine Samuels is questionable. Your sources say he's out. I think there is some chance that he's going to play. Um, home teams that have won uh, three or less of their previous eight games yet are still over 500. So, again, teams that are pretty good teams record-wise but are struggling as of late, essentially, are pretty good plays. Uh, 463, 374, and 20. That would favor the Red Storm. And 432, 337, and 16, if not getting more than uh, four points. Somewhat surprisingly, the Red Storm have done pretty well recently. They won two of three in the uh, series. Um, you know, Nova does match up fairly well when it comes to some of the offense and defensive efficiencies. And granted, all three of my computer projections have them winning by two, two, and Three points, respectively. Still, though, got to go with that uh, system. And I also think Villanova, you know, because of reputation, uh, they're generally considered a much better team. They're obviously a lot more evenly matched. I do like St. John's getting the points here. Very nice. St. John's for the points. All right, now we'll go to the ACC. Pittsburgh at Duke. The Panthers, 13-7. 10-10 against the spread. 6-4. They did lose, lose the last outing to Syracuse. They're two and three straight up uh, and against the spread on the road. They're four and five in conference play. Uh, one and six straight up in the last seven versus Duke, so not great historically. Uh, the Blue Devils, 16 and three. They're eight and two in the last 10. Their win versus Miami snapped a little two-game loser they were on. They're nine and two straight up, six and five against the spread at home, six and two in conference. They've gone over in five of the last six. But this I do not understand, Joe Duffy. They are 16-point home favorites against a 13 and seven Pittsburgh side, uh, 137 and a half points. That seems, I know they're good, don't get me wrong, but that seems awfully high. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, Pittsburgh, of course, we're, it's a big difference between playing non-conference and the uh, conference schedule. Uh, Duke matches up very well on both ends of the court. They're fifth on defense, while Pitt is 115 on offense. And then Duke number two on defense, Pitt number 56 on uh, defense. But what I think Duke is really going to match up very well, they're going to pound the ball inside. Pitt doesn't have a lot of depth. This is one of those games where, you know, if you're betting the, the live line, I think Pitt could hang with them for a while, but I think Duke just wears them down. Uh, their, their freshman, Matthew Hurt, six foot nine, big man. He's finally getting into a groove. And from what I've been seeing, I think they really want him to continue to get some momentum. I wouldn't be surprised even if with Duke pulling away, they're going to pound the ball inside, um, you know, to Matthew Hurt. And especially if, they can get some guys in pit and foul trouble. I just think they're going to work the ball underneath uh, early and often and just try to wear pit down. And then, like I said, if Pitt has to go to the bench, 
they're really hurting. So, yeah, Pitt might hang for a while, but I do think that Duke is going to pull away at the end. So the 16 points, um, I know it is a lot. I usually don't like to lay the big number. I do it a lot in college football, not so much in any other sport. But like I said, I just think uh, Duke's depth is just going to wear Pitt down on the road. All right, you got it. Joe Duffy, always a pleasure. Remember, Joe, change your Pornhub password because everybody saw it. Okay, so National Data Privacy Day. Make sure to keep that nice and private. Okay, Joe, always a pleasure. You can find Joe. At I, I will change it from St. Nick. Oh, good. You'll find Joe at PicksandParlays.net, where right now we have a special 15% off. Use promo code SUPER, as in Super Bowl, as opposed to Super Salad, but Super Bowl, okay? Promo code SUPER. All right, uh, I'll be right back after this. Finally, with Tony Tellers. We're going to talk some NBA and some college basketball. Welcome back to the show, Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Eber. You Twitter me, twatter me. Just don't ignore me. I'm your, I hate being ignored. Find me on Twitter. It's at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Come on. If you think I'm a jerk, tell me. You find my sort of weird, twisted, probably not that funny humor not funny, tell me. I want to hear it. At Nick Eber. You got it. All right. I've been promised you Tony Tellers for, I don't know, the last 25 minutes. So, you know, here he is. Tony, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, uh, Nick. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Legos, but I like Egos. And uh, it's always a good idea to keep those privates privates, my man. I agree. But, you know, speaking of Egos, if you freeze them, okay, and they stay in your freezer for more than, say, two years, they don't do real well when you go to eat them. They, they smell bad. Uh, I did that. I have, like, I bought the huge box of Egos at... Costco, you know, a couple years ago, then my kid stopped eating them, and then he just wanted them again, and I heated one up. It was not good. Just just remember that. Oh. If you, but it is National Lego Day, so you could make an Ego Lego and try to eat it, and I don't think that would taste good either. Let's talk some NBA action, shall we, Tony? Because we have just one college game to get to. We'll keep that as the cherry on top at the end. Uh, let's talk about, I think, the hottest team right now in the NBA. Uh, they are playing... A team that's not so hot. Uh, the Washington Wizards are going to face the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. The Wizards are uh, 15 and 30, 22, 22 and 1 against the spread. They're 4 and 6 in the last 10, coming off a loss to the Hawks. They're 6 and 19 straight up, 10 and 10 against the spread on the road. Uh, the total's gone over in four of the last five. And the Bucks, 9 and 1 on an eight game win streak. They beat the Hornets last outing, 21 and 2 straight up at home. What a great home record that is. 12 and 11 against the spread at home. Uh, George Hill will likely return uh, for this game. Uh, the total's gone under in six of the last nine against Washington. And they are, speaking of laying the big points, we were talking about that last segment, 16-point uh, favorites at home, total at 240. Now, my, I'm going to ask you the reverse question, Tony. Does it seem a little low to you? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm telling you when, you, when you look at this Washington Wizards team, the first thing that causes it to come to mind is over the total. And, uh, you know, with Milwaukee, you know, they're, they're the fastest-paced team in the league. Washington's sixth fastest, and I think Milwaukee, they like to run. they got a dance partner here with Washington. I know the total's high, but I'll still go over the total of 240. Heck, Milwaukee could, could probably put 140 on this team. You know, in their past two meetings, they've combined for 277 and 246 points. So they have, they have played to some high-scoring games in the past. Overall, we just saw the Wizards in their game against um, – Atlanta, the, the result was a loss, 152 to 133. That one flying over the total. They've gone over what, in their past, uh, over in their past three games. And it's defensively their poor past five games, allowing 50% shooting. And of course, uh, looking at the Bucks, uh, 
they're, they're just a really sharp team offensively, putting up 130 points, 51% shooting. This is over their past five games. They've been really sharp from the three-point line, hitting 41%. And I know the total is high, but I can only look at this one over total. I don't want to lay the points with Milwaukee because they've fallen short in some of these big spreads of late. And, of course, you got to be yeah. aware here of Washington because they're just a one-trick pony. They like to score. There could be the back door open there in that fourth quarter in the garbage time. So I'm going to take this one over. All right, very nice. And uh, the Bucks have also gone under in six of the last nine against the Wizards, although I don't think the Wizards, well, yeah, within the last nine games, the Wizards have probably been this crappy. So uh, it's probably something good to go for there, Tony. All right, uh, uh, next up, Suns at Mavericks. The Suns, 19 and 27, 23, 22, and one against the spread. They're five and five in the last 10, coming off a 109, 114 win against the, uh, pardon me, loss to the Grizzlies. Uh, they're 10 and 11 straight up and 13 and eight against the spread on the road. Uh, Ricky Rubio, Aaron Baines, Cameron John Johnson, uh, all out for this game. Uh, Dallas Mavericks, 28 and 17, 23, 19 and 3 against the spread. They're 6 and 4 in the last 10, coming off a loss to Utah. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, we've got Willie Colley Stein. And, oh, look at Doncic should play uh, for this game. So that's, that's good news. 13 and 11 straight up, 19, 9, 14 and 1 against the spread. And the Mavs are six point home favorites with a total of 228. You know, Nick, you're going over those injuries for Phoenix. The key one there is their big guy, Aaron Baines. And I've Aaron always Baines, talked yeah. about the big guys yeah, for, for the Suns and Aaron Baines and DeAndre Ayton. When they're both on the court with Devin Booker, that's a team to look at. But when one of their big rim defenders is out, he's got that hip injury, I got to look the other way. So I'm going to take Dallas here minus the six. You know, the Suns have lost three of their past four. That was a five-point loss to Memphis on Sunday. But you look at the, at the uh, Suns, uh, Again, without, without their big guy in there, they're shooting for him not so good. Allowing, they're shooting just 43%. This is over their past five games. But defensively, 48% shooting. They're allowing 39% from three. You can see the impact Baines has in that lineup. Yeah. You know, overall, the Suns have failed to cover seven of ten. Mavericks, you know, they fend well and shoot well at home. Uh, not much drop-off in back-to-back -back games for Dallas here this season. They've covered five of six as a favorite. Uh, I'll go ahead and lay the six here with Dallas. Yeah, so uh, when's Aaron Baines due back? Well, his hip injury there is it's indefinite, so uh, there's been no return date for for Baines. So it's just one of those day to day. So hip injuries, those hip flexors yeah. are, are are pretty tricky. So I, uh, we're just with Aaron Baines is just pretty much day to day with him. He's get they get his treatments and maybe in some of these off days they have we'll, we'll get a little bit more information. But in the immediate future, he's not playing. All right, okay. I wonder if he's uh, rehabbing by hula dancing. Okay, let's up next. Pelicans at Cavs. Pelicans 18 and 29, 24, 20, 20, 24, 22 and 1. This sounds like a phone number, doesn't it? Call me, 24, <laughs> 22 and 1. Uh, 6 and 4 coming off a 123, 108 loss. A win over Boston. I'm doing not doing well today. Uh, 9 and 14 straight up, 11, 11 and 1 against the spread on the road. Uh, Jeru Holiday is likely to play. Kind of a rhyme there. Like it. And the Cavs, you know, what can I say? El Whopper's favorite team, 12 and 34, 19, 25, and two against the spread. They're big two and eight in the last 10. They've lost the last seven in a row. Quality, six and 17 straight up, eight, 14, and one against the spread at home. Yet the Pelicans are not that great because they're only seven and a half point road favorites against an awful Cavs team. Total 233. Yeah, you know, that's right. The Cavs just looking really bad. Pelicans playing a little better, of course. The Zion. 
back, you know, healthy, playing with, with, with New Orleans. You're going to start seeing some inflated lines here with New Orleans, but uh, I can only look their way in this one. I, I just don't want to back this Cavaliers team. They've lost seven straight. They failed to cover five of those, and defensively just poor. Uh, the past five games with 52% shooting, they're allowing 38% from the three-point line. I do like Drew Holiday, the point guard for New Orleans. He's a playmaker. He can move the ball, set up the offense very well for this New Orleans team. And they're in better shooting form right now. Look at their past five, 48% shooting, 41% from the three-point line. And the Cavs, well, they, they're not good in front of the home folks this season. They failed to cover 14 of 22 on the home court. Pelicans, they've covered 13 of their past 16. Remember, they've been playing well leading up to the return of Zion. So I'm going to look here at New Orleans laying the points. Okay, New Orleans and the points it is. Let's turn our attention to some collegiate basketball. The Butler Bulldogs, the Georgetown Hoyers. What is a Hoyer exactly, I wonder? I don't know. Maybe someone can tell me. Maybe, Tony, when I get to you, you can tell me. Uh, but the Bulldogs, I know what the, I know what a Bulldog is, by the way. That, uh, that one I get. Okay, 16 and 4, 11, 8 and 1 against the spread. They're 7 and 3 coming off an 89-85 win against Marquette. 3-3 three three straight up and against the spread on the road. 4-3 and three in conference. Christian David, Henry Batty, Aaron Thompson, they're all doubtful. Total's gone over in all of their last five games. And the Georgetown, not quite sure what it is. Hoyers, 12-9, and 9-10-1 against the spread. They're 5-5 five and five on a two-game losing streak. They lost a last outing to Xavier. Total's gone under in, uh, total has been under in six of the last eight. And at home, they're nine and three straight up, five, six and one against the spread, and two and five in conference. And the Hoyas are very narrow, one point home favorites with a total of 141.5. Tony, what is a Hoya exactly? You got me. You got me. I can't remember what a Hoya is. And as a matter of fact, I don't even know if the players know themselves what a Hoya is. I'd be surprised. But uh, in this one, so I'm going to look is here at Gaelic dance, I wonder. I, was, I thought it was some call. I, I'm trying to remember the, the mascot. I can't even identify the animal it is. I think it's just a made-up name. It, you know, it's just I, I can't remember what a Hoya is, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't it's know. Not maybe sure it comes from La Hoya. The Hoya from La Hoya. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, maybe, but it's spelled with an H. I know. <laughs> you know? I know. And it's, it's not, but it's you'd expect it more that name. You'd expect more than this. Right. You would expect that more in the Southwest. And I, but uh, yeah, I don't. That's a good question. That's uh, what a Hoya is. But anyway, they're not. They haven't played well of late. They've lost uh, five of their past seven. And uh, one thing to note here is that the, the, I always look at defensive efficiency, defensive form, especially now that you're in conference. I look at the conference numbers a lot now, and, and it has led me to winners in college basketball. And when you look at the Hoyas, they're not very good defensively, 11th and last in the Big East in defensive efficiency. So when they're facing conference opponents that are the worst defensively, they sit also worse than three-point defense, allowing nearly 39% from three-point distance. And, and, of course, defensively, they've struggled for points around the bucket, not good on the glass. Uh, they, ha they do have three losses on their home court this season. You know, Butler does enter play, got over that three-game lose streak. You're going to have some of those bad runs in conference play. It's going to happen. And Marquette, uh, they, they, uh, Butler got past Marquette to, finish, to get through that losing streak. They do have road wins in Big East play at St. John's and Providence, and they've shot the ball well against the conference. And defensively, they're best on the boards, second best in defending a two-point shot. And this is an experienced team from Butler. Uh, and when you look at the head-to-head, -head, the road team has covered six of their past seven. So I'll go ahead and take Butler here, getting the point. So you take Butler getting the points. Okay, I like that. You know, Big East teams. Okay, so Bas. Obviously, 
there's the big teams in college football, the big schools, and college basketball is one and done. It's a real problem. What are the best teams that currently retain their talent for more than a year or two? That's a good question because I've noticed that teams like Villanova over the years, they don't, they don't really recruit the one-and-done players, but uh, they do a really good job of developing, developing players. And you don't see too many one-and-done uh, uh, players coming out of the Big East. You see it more so now in the ACC, you know, teams like Duke, North Carolina. Uh, you're starting to see it now with uh, – even we saw with uh, – uh, uh, we look at uh, uh, Oklahoma – uh, with with one of their with their one and done players, and sometimes you'll see them a lot from Washington Huskies. But the Huskies, now that they're gone to a more defensive style of basketball, I'm, I'm wondering whether or not they're fresh. Are they going to start pulling in the freshmen because they're not having very much success on the court? And again, if you're not having success on the court and you have a coach that's defensive minded, will those freshmen go to the Washington Husky, Huskies Huskies anymore? So that's something to look at. Of course, the Arizona is another team in the Pac-12 that produces one and done players, but. Collectively, they haven't been really good enough as a group to get to, to get to the dance. And you look at successful teams like Kentucky with one and does, they have they have a handful of them. And I think they they blend nicely together. But when you just have one or two of them, it's very difficult to get collective to get chemistry amongst the, the team here. Uh, when you look at a team like Butler that we just talked about, they develop players there. They have a lot of experience. They play until their senior year. So some of those are kind of the teams that I look at here as we get closer to the dance. Xavier's another team that mm -hmm. does well late in the season, although they're not as successful this year. But uh, those are some of the teams to look at uh, as far as experienced teams that can, that can make deep runs in the, in the tournament. Yeah, because when we get to the big dance, I mean, look, I mean, the, the pundits love to talk about the, you know, the, the beauty of the upset and of the sort of team that comes out of nowhere. But really, a lot of the teams that sort of, quote, come out of nowhere are actually there year in and year out. Uh, they're just, they're, just they're, they're teams that are just sort of with one, one sport schools primarily. And so you don't hear about them over the other sports. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. This year, a good example is Dayton. The Dayton Flyers, they got experience and they can go deep. You know, last year was the Houston Cougars yeah. who uh, were experienced, played defense, and uh, now they're playing a little better now. That's a team to look at there in the American Conference is the Houston Cougars. Um, uh, Louisville's a team ones. that – yeah, Louisville <laughs> Louisville is a team that uh, has shown up – has been up and down, but if they get hot in that ACC tournament, they can make a run in the, in the, in the dance. Of course, um, Duke is always going to be in the mix – uh, because they they're, they're a good offensive team and they play defense on occasion. Although they're not the phys they don't I don't think possess physical uh, nature enough physical play to, to right. go deep. But Florida State's a team that I'm interested in here. Uh, nice start to the season and they I like them more as an underdog. But now they're the favorite. I don't know how they're going to do in that spot. Tony Tellers, always a pleasure. Great talking with you. Uh, we'll talk to you again later on this week. I'll be right back to wrap up all these great picks here on Picks and Parlays right after the break. Welcome back to the show, Picks and Parlays. Hope you enjoyed it. We had a lot of free picks for you, by the way. We have a lot of free picks on our website, picksandparlays.net. And we also have our expert picks when you're ready to go to just that extra level of sports intelligence. Look, if you're going to bet on sports, don't bet with all the punters. Get yourself an advantage. Go in when you place your bet. Have an advantage. Right now, our expert picks, 15% off. Buy your picks from any one of our 35 handicappers. Put them in the basket. Bundle them up. 15% off everything. Use promo code SUPER because that will make you a superman or superwoman for Super Bowl. Be sure to do that. All right. So our free picks, so there are there, and they are a plenty. And we gave out a lot during this show. Let's recap, starting with Craig and some NBA. Uh, Knicks at Hornets take the Knicks plus one and a half. Nuggets at Grizzlies. 
take the Nuggets plus one. Uh, then we had, well, I thought it was Sean Higgs, and it wasn't, and then it was going to be Sean Duffy, and it wasn't. But it was Joe Duffy, so we had some college basketball picks. Nova at St. John's, take St. John's plus two, Florida State, UVA, take Florida State plus one. Purdue at Rutgers, uh, take the under or one, two, three. That would be Pelham, one, two, three. No, take the Rutgers under one, two, three. Uh, Pitt at Duke, take Duke minus 16. And finally, Tony T and some NBA picks. Wizards at Bucks, take the over 240. Pelicans at Cavs, take Pelicans minus seven and a half. Suns at Mavs, take the Mavs minus six. And Butler, Georgetown, take the Butler Bulldogs plus one. Those are our picks. Hope you enjoyed the show. Be back on the air with you tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live throughout the day, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Till then, may your bets be big. Your winning huge. And always remember to bet, win, and repeat. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.